Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. This is Let's Go Blues Radio starring Jeff Ponder and two other guys. What is the worst goal you feel like you have ever given up in your career? Oh, I got to pick just one. There's so uh, <laughs> just one. How about, okay, let me, let me. Uh... Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, <laughs> overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, amazing how in the morning I'd wake up and I couldn't find my toothbrush and then I realized it was floating in the back of the toilet and then I put one and one together and I knew who did it. <laughs> I was Gilmore. When a guy misses a slap shot, the first thing he does is look at his stick. <laughs> yeah, it really has nothing to do with the stick. Now the girls won't do that. The girls will internalize. They'll blame themselves when there's a mistake. Well, guys have Jokin it came down from, from uh, I believe it was the LA Kings we were affiliated with at the time. And the guy just had just a, just a rotten attitude. Never thought highly of him, uh, you know, from that standpoint. So, yeah. Welcome to episode 22 of season 12. This is episode number 431, all time of the often imitated, never duplicated fantasy hockey drafting. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com, StrikeWithMike.com, and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out the t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Thursday, October 5th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on all social channels is LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. Uh, and if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, make a show that airs after our show called Let's Talk Blues Radio, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Potter, and I'm joined by Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin is currently facing some new allegations. What a shock. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes the Blues trimming the roster, the recent preseason play, and some news regarding St. Louis hosting a big college hockey event. All that and more on this beautificent episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Kurt, you got a friend in your studio. Uh, who, who's this guy? Oh, Tarasenko. I should have guessed. That looks just like Vladimir Tarasenko. Tarasenko pop figure. Yeah, he's gonna be sitting in for me this evening. There he goes. I got Jerry uh, those, those, I got I got O'Reilly. Gone, gone. Those are uh, what are those called? Pop, pop, pop figures, right? Funko Pop, yeah. Pop, Funko Pop, yeah. I I met somebody the other day. I, well, while I was in Las Vegas last week, uh, that said that she has over four hundred and twenty-seven Funko that's, Pops. That's too many. That's and I'm too like, many. I don't know how do you. They, like... they cost like ten, twelve, thirteen dollars each. The regular size ones, right? 
Yeah, that's a lot of money. And she 400? was like, "Well, you know, I figure." I think she said four twenty-seven, and she was like, "I figure well, I'll make a bunch of money off those in about twenty years." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what they said about Beanie Babies." Beanie Babies. Too. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I, I would not get into anything like that to resell as a collectible. I did that as a kid with baseball cards. Like 87, 88, 89. I'm like, yeah, boy, I'm going to collect all these cards of a blast and keep them all nice and, and uh, near mint. And then I'll sell them when I get old and they'll be my my uh, retirement fund. Oh, no. That era of cards is completely worthless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, except for the, uh, 88, or the 89, 90 upper deck. Yeah. I'm sure you've got the 89 Don Rust complete set, right? <laughs> I've, got, I've got 80. I've, I started collecting around 86, 87, wow. 88, 89, 90. Yeah, those, those are my the prime years for me with baseball card. I mean, it was it was it was fun. I had a blast collecting trading I've cards. Got and a, stuff. I've got a filing cabinet that is literally like larger than my arms can reach. Like I can't I can't hug it if I tried. It's, it's facing the other wall here. Otherwise, I'd show you the whole bottom shelf is full of just hockey cards that's all it is um because i was the same way i'm like oh yeah you know i'm I'm gonna get all these now and when i'm in my 30s i'm gonna sell them and be a millionaire and uh yeah i've, I've actually had a couple that have sold for like 10 bucks 15 bucks and i'm like oh okay but yeah not what i expected i really thought some of those would go for over two three hundred dollars yeah, see, yeah. Right, here, actually, right here i saw a post on facebook that was like Hey, if anyone has the Death of Superman comic, I do. Book, I have that one. Not the not the reprint because apparently there was a reprint like four years later. No, I have the uh, this somewhere. Yeah, I, so I do too. So that's what I'm holding right here. They were like, "Oh my god, this is selling right now for over five hundred dollars on eBay," and I'm like, "Fucking a!" Yeah, I found out that basically one copy sold by accident. Uh, the other <laughs> ones are selling for like fifteen bucks. They made like five million of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, oh, man, that would have that would have helped. But you know, no. you, you never collect anything uh, unless you just want to because it's cool and you like it. Never collect anything to resell if it's marked collector's edition. <laughs> yeah, Cause that's like that is not going to be valuable whatsoever uh, or anything that they in, that the, they mass produce. And the things you want to collect are things that aren't expected to be kept. And it's like, oh, this yep. is no one has this anymore. That's that's the stuff that's rare. Uh, Ken Morris, uh, I used to collect 1960s, 70s Marvel comics, and when I sold them in the 80s, it did not make me rich. Now I collect 124th and 118th diecast uh, model cars, and they mostly collect dust on my shelves. Yeah, that's so literally, like, if anybody uh, is an eBayer, you see somebody on there selling old blues memorabilia, Pronger Ducks 44, that's this guy. Uh, I have uh, I've been trying to sell my old blues memorabilia. I thought one day this is all going to be valuable. It is not. Uh, I'm selling pendants for three dollars and you know old programs for five. It's eh, it's unfortunate, but whatever. You know Goldberg. It, it provided me a lot of fun when I was a kid. That's that's cool. I like Goldberg that the goalie. Yeah, I got yeah. that uh, after he straightened up and flew right. Uh, yeah. uh, in his personal life, in, 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 in a honor. V formation, in a V formation, mm-hmm. right? The Goldberg uh, Funko Pop got that one too. That was that's pretty this cool. Is the only Funko Pop I, I have, and it's all thanks to a wonderful man on this show. Oh, there, you go. there we go, Riley and yeah. Jonesy. 
I've all of mine are lined up here. Along oh, you got them in the box. I, still. I have the entire letter Kenny set in the box. Oh, nice. I yeah, so. I've got the boxes still, but I don't have. I took them out. One more from Kent Morris or Kent Morris. Uh, Ken Morris. <laughs> Kent Morris is his dad. Uh, he said, finally got my 92-year-old dad to bed so that I could tune into the Blues Lads. Is that Cobra Commander? It's Cobra Commander. That's nice. incredible. Yeah, I, there was one of Jeff Goldblum with his shirt unbuttoned, like in Jurassic Park. I really wanted that one, but I could, <laughs> I could not find it anywhere. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Weird Al. Very <laughs> that's, nice. That's beautiful. Uh, divide by zero. Hey guys, can't wait for the season. We'll make sure you tune in next week. It's our uh, season preview next week, so that'll be fun. Um, okay, Kurt. Good lord. You know that this is? is not a Funko Pop collector show. <laughs> you know that is? Take a guess. Uh, uh, Marty McFly, right? No, 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 no. What's in his hand? Oh, it's Zach Morris. There you go, Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Very nice. All right, enough of that. Uh, I want to apologize. Comedy for- jokes. First of all, to our listeners, hopefully my voice does not give out during the show. I have uh, been battling something the last three days. Um, I was telling Bill before the show, Kurt, that when I told my mom, she texted me today. She's like, hey, how you feeling? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm good. She's like, you don't have COVID, do you? And I thought, oh, my God, I was in Again? Vegas for a week. <laughs> I'm like, that is the perfect place to pick up COVID. But I did, uh, I did take a test today, and I am negative. So I think it's just weird sinuses well, and allergies and whatever. You're generally negative, though, so just par for the course with you. Yeah, yeah. You got nothing. Yeah, I. It's a I was of, gonna. I thought you were gonna go the other way and make a joke about how I've had COVID twenty eight times. So that's that's where I thought you were going. So I was lining up a comeback for that, but I, I you didn't a go there, and so now I'm lost. Three a curveball. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, anything else from you, gentlemen? What's been going on? Uh, you guys been watching preseason hockey? I know, Bill, you said you were watching the Senators earlier. Yeah, just, uh, you know, put uh, put that on. There was nothing, uh, nothing else on the, the telly that I had interest in. And uh, ESPN's doing everybody a favor with, uh, if you have an ESPN Plus subscription, um, uh, broadcasting all kinds of games. So, um, wanted to see, uh, wanted to see what the, uh, senators look like and man, they look good. Yeah, they do. Well, they were supposed to win the cup. Was it last year, this year, <laughs> according to their previous owner? Uh, it was this year, right? That his yeah, prediction so. three in three years, they were winning the cup. Yeah. Well, Vegas is, uh, came true. They said playoffs in three, win in six, right? Yep. That's and, exactly uh, what happened. Yep. And so maybe the senators will come true. Fuck <laughs> uh, Vegas! Are you guys uh, not to get too much into the weeds here? But uh, yeah, you said what's been on your telly lately, Bill? Uh, for me, it's been basically soccer and Halloween <laughs> movies. The wife yeah. is obsessed with watching. Every year, she finds like a slew of Halloween movies she's never seen, and so now we're we're going through them. And like, we're at a point now. We've been doing it for years. And we are getting to some bad shit. Uh, what was um, Frank and Weenie? Have you seen Shadow that? of the Vampire? Have you seen that? No, no. So that was awful. Um, it was uh, basically I don't know if you guys know this. Back when they made the movie uh, Nosferatu, apparently there was a bunch of weird shit that happened on that movie. Like crew members went missing. 
camera wasn't rolling at certain times, like <sighs> weird shit kept happening. And so they made this movie about that, uh, except they like threw in the extra wrench that the vampire was actually played by a real vampire. Uh, and that was, um, oh my God, drawing a blank on who? Oh, Willem Dafoe played the vampire. Uh, John Malkovich was the movie creator. Carrie Ewell's Elwes, he was like the production assistant or something. And it was, I thought, okay, that cast is pretty awesome. Uh, it was terrible. Willem Dafoe was a great vampire, but oh my God. What, terrible what year was that made? Like oof, 2001, I mm. think. Um, not good. And we just watched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula from, it was 92, uh, with Gary Oldman, uh, Winona Ryder, and Keanu Reeves, who I love Keanu. But, oh, my God, don't do serious movies, Keanu. Yeah, Woo! that was, that was like, back-to-back that and, um, what was it? Uh, Have you seen John the, Wick? The, the Shakespeare movie. That's an action movie. No, I drama movies. Did. No drama no movies. No drama. Drama. Yeah. yeah. So well, Julie, you haven't seen uh, the... the and you're the, right. The uh, Shakespeare one with him was bad, too. Yeah, you're was right. that Midsummer I can't remember Night's what Stream? that was. I think it was Midsummer Night's I think Stream. it was Midnight Summer. I think you're right. Yeah. The Boat with, yeah. The boat Dock? Was it The Boat Dock? What was it called? The, the Lake the, House. The Lake House. The Lake House. The, 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 oh. the, the right. Boat Dock. Right. <laughs> the Lake House, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have, <laughs> we have an infamous story about that. That was fun. Yeah. Now, Julie is a massive Keanu fan, so I've probably seen more movies than like than I care to admit. Um, I I I could die happy having seen Bill and Ted, the John Wick movies, and knowing that he was Heaver and Youngblood. But yeah, yeah, because she actually went and saw his band in Toronto in the mid '90s. So yeah, oh, that's incredible. It has a picture of him playing bass on the stage. So she's a little bit stalkerish, I think, in her younger days. No, I, so. I do. I, I love Keanu. And, and you know, we've all heard the stories about how awesome he is, like, as a person. But, like, yeah, I'm re- I was reminded about his brief foray into drama. And it's like, don't do drama, Keanu. <laughs> Action and comedy is where it's at for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Ken Morris, Anthony Hopkins is in the Dracula movie. Yeah, he plays Van Helsing, uh, and he was he was pretty good too. But it's just, I don't know, I don't know if that movie was dated or if I just wasn't in the mood. I was just, eh. I was like, eh, it's okay. It was better than Shadow of the Vampire, but eh. Did you guys see that one? The, the Dracula. It's it's been Mm-mm. way like probably since the nineties that I've I've seen it. So yeah. All right. Mm. Well, enough, enough uh, rambling about stupid shit. Let's talk about beer. Uh, official beer is of episode number 431. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app, and I did message you guys. I had a beer that I haven't had. It was my first of the season, uh, so I posted it on the Untapped app. So hopefully you guys are – I know Bill's pretty good about it. Kurt, you got any better about Untapped? I posted mine last week. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so you can follow each of us on Untapped. Uh, Kurt's at CPrice12. I'm Ponder 94 Bill is Billy Blue Note 33 I forgot how we've been starting. Uh, let's start with Bill. Um, I am trying to log in to Untapped right now because uh, yeah, I still haven't done that on my uh, replacement phone. Um, but my beer tonight, um, seeing as how the temperatures are finally starting to fall around these parts, 
the Breckenridge Autumn Ale. It's a good one. This used to be my my just go to every night beer in the fall uh, about ten years ago, um, and glad that I'm finding it on shelves again. Um, during the uh, AB takeover of Breckenridge, it it got scarce. Um, there's one other beer f- that that they made that I would love to see them come back. So if anybody is actually, you know, consuming this content that has any influence in this, um, they're 72 Imperial uh, Cream Stout, one of the best stouts I've ever had. Bring it back. Kurt. Mm. Uh, well, okay. So I've got... You act like you're surprised. <laughs> like, wait, you're calling on me? I thought you were going to read the comment you put on the screen. Oh, I mean, I can. I mean, I thought you were going to, but that's All right, why. That's... Let's do it. Let's, okay. Why not? Let's do it. Uh, Grant Hahn says, I think Keanu was in my own private Idaho. Yes, he was. And was all right in that as far as a drama film. I did not see that, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. River Phoenix River, and the. Yeah, River Phoenix yeah. and Keanu. Yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. There's a blast in the past. Play Gloria from the uh, Center Ice Beery. Nice. Where'd you yeah, dig that one. out of? Hazy. It's, it was still in my fridge. My basement. Ah. I've had two in there forever. Hmm. So awesome. That's that's what I'm doing. I, uh, as I said, not feeling the best right now. Uh, so I am uh, sticking to some energy from uh, our friends at Rockin' That ID Life and Dustin Paul. So rockin'thatidlife.com out of my shaker bottle. Uh, doing a little pina colada. I don't know if you can see the color, but it looks like a pina colada and it tastes like a pina colada. Uh, which I love, pina coladas, and are getting you, caught in the rain. I was wait, saying, are, wait. You, are you into yoga? Yeah. Um, I'm also uh, not into health food. Ah. Yeah. I know you don't have half a brain. I do love uh, making love in the dunes of the Cape. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, so uh, first uh, bit of news we'll get to with the St. Louis Blues. They have set their home opener rally for October 14th at Union Station. It is uh, 3 to 5.30, open to fans with or without tickets. Uh, as part of the Dobbs Faceoff Week, fans can fire their best shot past the inflatable goaltender, try their hand at the bungee run, and meet Louie and the Blue Crew. Uh, STL Authentics, First Form, 101 ESPN, and Rinkside Reserve will also be in attendance. There will also be a live performance from the Well Hungarians, which is actually a pretty good get. Um, Bill, I know you're kind of a music buff. Have you seen the Well Hungarians live? Um, they've been around so long that yes, but it was like early 2000s um, after work, happy hour kind of thing. I think down on the landing. Yeah, they do. Uh, I know they do like a, a lot of like country rock, um, but I don't know they've opened for like country uh, bands they've opened for rock bands so uh, very well versed musicians I've you know what I say I've never seen them I probably have actually I know they played a bunch of festivals in the area so um, I'm sure I've seen them but yeah I, I, I know of them and I know they've been around for a long time so clearly uh, that's a pretty good get for this festival <coughs> excuse me after the rally fans attending the game should get to their seats for the pregame show which will feature a brand new opening video and a performance from St. Louisan and blues musician Mark. I, is it Marquise? Marquis Knox? Probably Marquis. Marquise. Well, there's an E at the end, so maybe I don't know. It is. It might be Marquise. Yeah, I should hope it's a new video. 
<laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, here's Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, a brand new <laughs> video to start the season. Well, I was, should hope so. Well, we were going through just, our archives and we found this uh, great video that Eric Brewer put together. I was going to say, and, did I just see Bob Basson? <laughs> it'd be cool if they broke out like one from like 2002. That'd be cool. <laughs> it's shot in HD. <laughs> not hd in Some standard SD. 640p a 640 by 480 yeah uh i don't know i don't know if you guys have plans yet for the home opener um i i will not be attending this um do you guys have tickets to the game or do you plan on going to something like this i don't have tickets Negative. uh yeah i for, for a number of years in a row i went to the home opener um me too and, and a couple of years i didn't have tickets i went to the rally and then we caught the home opener in a bar or went home and watched it. But uh not yeah, I got a big pickleball tournament that morning until three o'clock. So mm. I'll uh I'm gonna that's gonna be a good day. I'm gonna have that going on and then uh, uh head home and watch the game later that night. Yeah, I was the same way. I, I used to actually do uh group tickets. I used to be a, a group person uh that I'd get tickets to every home opener, like thirty seats. Um that was awesome. We did that for probably seven or eight years. But when it got to be like, oh, your group discount is $4 off each ticket. It's like, yeah. this is not even worth it. And yeah. it was right when the Blues got good again in like was 2011. It, like, it was like, oh, four and oh, five. I had season tickets. And I think they were like, ended up being $7 a piece. Yeah. So, I mean, so for two tickets, it was like 14, 15 bucks. To go to a yeah, game. Was, and just, this, this was this was upper be... deck. This was top row. Oh, it was upper so, deck for me too. Ceiling yeah, fan. it just it just got to be like you know, oh, it's seventy a ticket, um, but we'll knock it down to sixty six for each person, and it's like, don't that's do not me worth favors. It. Like I can't get thirty people to agree to that. That's just not worth it. So, and I think they upped the number of what, what was considered a group too. I think it was it went from like like thirteen to like nineteen, and so it were twenty, and I was like, yeah, I can't. Because what I would have to do is I'd have to front the money and then get money from everyone else. I was a college student, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not dropping two grand on this." Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the math is, but that that seems right. Um. All right. Well, uh, we we'll, we got plenty to talk about here, guys. Plenty of blue stuff to talk about. We got preseason. We've got the roster getting trimmed. Uh, we've got uh, a peek into the opening nine lineup uh, as we saw in practice the other day. So, uh, and there's a game tonight, actually, that uh, I believe is already over. Should be. Uh, I'll check that on Tis break. Yes. Four nothing win for the. Oh, Goals. there you go. So I got to change my notes. I have them as zero and three since our last show. So, couldn't watch hooray. it. Yeah, could not watch it. Couldn't I watch tried it. everything could, I could. You could if you did a Valley's Plus subscription, but yeah, I don't think you could. Do there's 14 people that have that. But yeah. I don't. I don't. Th I don't think that game was even available for that. Was it? It w well, it wasn't on the Bally's app, but is there a Bally's Plus too? Because yeah. okay, but it I, wasn't, I don't think that, I don't even when think I, it was available tonight. Though. When I went to the Blues app thinking they were going to have it available there, I clicked on Watch, and it took me to Bally's Plus, mm -hmm. and like pick your I plan. Uh, I I pick nothing. I didn't even see it in the Bally's app. I I, I pulled it on my it, TV. It was the Blues app. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I. I, 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 would, I could. I won't download Bally's app. Somebody <sighs> correct me, but I'm pretty sure even if you had that, I don't think you could watch the game tonight. I don't think it was available anywhere. Like I think 
we'll see highlights from the scoreboard feed, and that's it. Well, Could you said took you to the Bally's Plus app, right, Bill? Um, it, it it did not take me to the app. It took me to their to oh. like it redirected within the Blues app and brought up Bally's Plus and oh, made yeah. me sign in with my Spectrum account and then said pick your plan with uh, Bally's Plus and like yeah I picked I picked nothing. Yeah, good call. They have, they have highlights that are not the scoreboard, so it's okay. Well, maybe there was a Dallas Stars broadcast of it or something. Then, oh, uh, that might be where it's coming from. Yeah, that's what I tried finding on because I got a special thing that lets me see stuff from all over the world, and I could not find it anywhere. So yeah, I was like, oh, it's... I can watch this before the show tonight. I think it was the scoreboard feed with uh, Kerber and Vitali. Um, yeah, if you if you yeah. watch the uh, the highlights of the goals in the Blues app, that's what it is. And they have Guys, I am different video angles. But I, don't... I I am I am hard up against the break, so that's what they say in the business. Oh. We're going to take that. Well, let's figure this out. <laughs> Bill, I feel like you're getting ready to make a joke. Well, it's ten o'clock though. Right. It's it's oh, ten to it? one. Yeah. Oh, well, this is why we need a producer. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Damn Austin and his allegations. All right. We are going to take a break. We will get this Bally Plus thing figured out, hopefully. If anybody knows, please put it in the chat. Uh, but we will be right back with more Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB, let's go beer. 
During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Oh, all right, sorry. <laughs> trying to finish another trying to update, fantasy draft. There, uh, no, well, my fantasy <laughs> draft ended right before the show uh, started. Uh, but no, I was trying to update my notes with tonight's game information. <laughs> I'm like, oh, running out of time. Uh, Bill, you had a question in the chat here. Uh, our friend, uh, ooh, I, this might be a new live listener, tripping myself, says, Bill. How was the church gig? Was wondering how they were with no Peter Cops or Marty Wilson Piper. Um, so it was back was it April, March or April. Um, so it's a few months back. Um, it was decent. Um, I, I'll admit I I hadn't seen the original lineup. Um, pushing a, a little too hard, I thought, on um, the new album. Uh, for a four hundred one k tour that it was, but uh, it was it was a fun night. It was you know got to got to see some jackass get too drunk and fall flat on his ass right in front of us. That was that was Those fun. Are always fun. Which <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's a church show. Everybody there's like you know over forty at least, you know, and yeah, people still trying to do too much at concerts. I get that. And it was the first time I was at Delmar Hall. It's, you know, I still not, haven't been there. I've heard it's a it's, nice venue. It's, I mean, it, it's just, it's a square room or a rectangle of a room and, and it's not bad, but. Yeah. Have you been to the factory in, in Chesterfield yet? No, but I did see an article this week that talked about how that is the place to go. So the Down Syndrome Association of St. Louis, um, they have their trivia night there. And it's actually, I know last year and I think years prior, uh, it's the largest uh, trivia night in all of St. Louis, St. Louis County and surrounding areas, which is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, it's so big now they hold it at the factory and they're doing it again in November, which I'm very excited about. So, yeah, I went there last November and was just like, oh, my God, I got to see a concert here. It is an incredible venue. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, think, uh, I think Pixies have played there the last couple of times they've come through. I think and, so. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them at that size venue. So I want to say, weren't they here like last month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I say, one of my coworkers went and saw them. He yeah, said it was we're... fantastic. Yeah, we... Uh, Julie's a huge Kim Deal fan, so um, doesn't uh, doesn't like the current uh, touring lineup. Um, 
but uh yeah i I'm, I'm always down for a pixie show so uh ken morris getting back into hockey says uh, i wonder how many games malcolm suban will play with the blues this year uh kurt your response is dead on he says hopefully none that would mean our goaltending is good and healthy yeah uh he's the third string goalie so yeah. uh the only reason he would get up is if Biddington or Hofer have a mental breakdown or one of them gets hurt. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully none, but who knows? Yep. Uh, and then Joshua McDonald adds to that question. Um, I really hope Hofer can play about 30 games, if not more. I really think Biddington got overplayed. I'm with you, Josh- Joshua. I think especially uh, Joshua. I think uh, <laughs> especially uh, later in the year when they were still kind of possibly like, eh, maybe we'll make the playoffs. You couldn't re- you couldn't trust Grice at all. And it was just, we got to keep rolling Bennington out there and hope that he can just work through any issues he has. If he has an injury, he can just play through it. Um, I agree with you. I think they did not have a good backup last year with a young Hofer back there. Uh, I, I would like to see Hofer get a good amount of games in and see a, a little bit of a split start situation between Bennington and Hofer. Yeah. And, and I think Subban's here uh, to just push Hofer, right? You don't, you don't want to just hand the young guy, the backup role, right? You got to make him think he's working for it. Agree. Uh, So a couple of blues notes. uh, We'll get to uh, starting off here in our second segment. The St. Louis blues will reveal the 2024 blues Hall of Fame class at the October 19th game against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, And uh, they obviously revealed the Blues Hall of Fame. It's virtual, I believe, right now, basically. Uh, It was established in 2023. um, And all the original players were guys that had their numbers retired. Um, There was other, oh, they they had what, four people that were selected in as well, uh, as well as broadcaster Dan Kelly, owner Sid Solomon Jr., Sid Solomon III. Um, so yeah, all those guys are already in. Did you guys see how many people are getting in? I never saw that number and it's not listed on the news release either. I, I would hope they wouldn't make a minimum mandatory, you know, at least, well, at least one, right. They would, they would put in one, but I would hope they wouldn't say at least three are always going in. That seems weird to me. You, you'd think they would have to have a certain number of votes. You know what I mean? Otherwise, eventually you, you're going to get to some players who might not be deserving pretty quick if you're doing a few a year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I they So when they did the vote last year, I think they allowed you to vote for four people. This year, they only allowed it a vote for one. So I don't right. know if that plays into it. Like, well, last year was the one. inaugural. So they had to yeah. put in a bunch of people. So that's why. But yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I have no idea how many are getting in. I don't know. Might be There might be a minimum. There might be a max. Yeah, I have it, no idea. They, I, it's very the, the, everything's so muddy. <laughs> they don't, maybe they're they're doing it on purpose to see who gets how many votes, and then they can decide. Well, that's enough. They can just like play it by ear as it goes along. But they really should have something out there saying you need this, just like uh, like the Hall of Fame. You need this uh, percentage of votes to be inducted. Yeah, right. I agree. So. We'll see. Um, I do think, and I have said this since they released this idea, um, I do think Alexander Steen gets in this year. That's my uh, my claim. Mm-hmm. But you guys, you have anyone that thinks that that definitely gets in this year? What was the what was the list of players? I didn't see it. 
Uh, well, before it was the retired numbers, and then there was a oh boy. No, I know, I know, I know. Last year, but I mean, this year, pretty much your your typical names that aren't in there already. Your Alexander Steen, your Brendan Shanahan, I think was one of them. Um, man, Pierre Turgeon, I think was on there. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look. I I I, I don't even know how to find it. Honestly, uh, let me see if I can find it. St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame, inaugural class, uh, class of 2023. Oh, that's that's already those have already gone in. Um, they don't have it. There's yeah, nothing I, on their Hall of Fame page that says. Yeah, they had a vote up, and it's it's already gone. Like they don't even have like here's you know the people that are potential to go in. They don't have anything like that. Oh, this is the class of 24. Not. I'm sorry, I was looking 23. Uh okay, this is on NHL.com. Is you're not you're face? not gonna find it. Let's just move on. Okay. I'll, I'll keep <laughs> I don't looking. think Go it ahead. exists. <laughs> I don't think it exists, honestly. Uh, I think they had the vote and it's just gone now. So um so st- <laughs> Okay. So yeah, dumb. That's my thought. Uh all right. So since our last show, the Blues have assigned twenty one players to AHL Springfield and released two players from their PTO. Uh, since Springfield, and I apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names. Forwards, uh, Mikhail Abramov, Sam Bitten, Will Bitten, Drew Callen, uh, Tanner Dickinson, Adam Gaudet, and Andre Heim, Mitch Holscher, Hugh McGing, uh, Matthew Pekka, and Keen Washkaruk. Defense, uh, I love the, my favorite name, and I hope he makes it the Blues at some point. Jeremy Biakabatuka, uh, Joseph Dushak. Uh, Mark Andre Gaudet, Wyatt Kalinyuk, uh, Leo Loof, Austin Osmanski, and Hunter Skinner. Goalies: Will Cranley, Colton Ellis, and Vadim Jorenko. And then players released from their PTO: forward Nick Ritchie and uh, defenseman Andy Walinski. The Blues currently have four or thirty-four players on their training camp roster. Uh, most notably, still remaining. Some names here that I think are I think they're wanting to definitely get some longer looks at Zachary Bullduke and Zach Dean, as well as uh, Matthias Lafiere, uh, Josh Jacobs, Matthew Kessel, Anton Malmstrom, and Malcolm Subban. Uh, I made a note here that uh, they still have twelve defensemen, um, which is clearly uh, six more than you need. Really, technically, five more than they'll have on the roster. Um, I think they're just wanting to get a good look. I did look at other teams, see how many defense when they have left at this point. Many of them are still in that same boat, even the higher tier teams. But I thought it was worth noting that they're clearly wanting to look at some of these defensemen. And uh, I think guys like Matthew Kessel and uh, uh, Anton Malmstrom are two guys that are getting some some really good looks from the coaching staff. I found it. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> On uh, OzarkRadioNews.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they don't they don't list the names, but they show the pictures. Okay. Both, and there's four. Four players. Uh, four? Really? Well, this is all they're showing. Now, uh, there may be more, but this is what they're showing. I don't know why they would only show four. Kelly Chase, Jeff Brown, Brendan Shanahan, and Grant Fuhr. I voted for Alexander Steen, I'm okay. pretty sure. All right. They don't have them all then. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Well, maybe it's one of the Kelly. Ch- I love you, Kelly Chase, but second class. Whew. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Interesting. Um, so 
yeah, back to these uh, names going down. A couple that really are not shocking already getting moved down. Um, I do think it's interesting, again, that, that we're seeing a Bull Duke and a Dean stick. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's more, again, these are guys that are not going to go back to juniors. They're going to go down to the AHL. I don't think they'll be on opening night roster. We'll talk about uh, previews we saw possibly in tra- in uh, uh, practice the other day. Uh, I almost said training, Bill. Um, that's how much soccer I've been watching. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, I do think they're just wanting to get extra long looks because I think those are the first two call-ups uh, when the Blues do have injury and forward this year. Yeah, I – I'm. I will say, looking at that entire list, including the uh, PTO releases, I, the thing that I was probably uh, pleasantly surprised at was uh, Nick Ritchie getting released from his PTO. I did Early. not like. Yeah, I did not like the highlights I've seen of him. He he just looks too slow for the NHL at this point. So, um, you know, I, I think if they would have kept him and forced him, it would have been like, you know, uh, poor man's Mike Hoffman making this roster. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that, that they would rather give, uh, you know, further looks to, um, to Bull Duke. I, and I'm pulling for him to be on that opening night roster, given that Kurt said he would never play an NHL game. A couple I years did not, ago. That's not what I said. <laughs> His name is not said, conducive to an NHL roster. I believe I, is what you said. I, yes. I, I do believe when you asked for clarification, I said a cup of coffee. And I gave like a number of games, like 20, right, 32 right, games right. or something tops, something like that. We got to find. Yeah. Okay. Austin, let's, you're let's, awake and alive. Look that up. And I'm standing by that too. <laughs> Yeah. 32 games as a blue. Yeah, I'll say we I, had uh when we had Mike Morial on, he said um maybe the the maybe Zach Bullduke makes the NHL. He's like, Zach, you gotta drop the Zachary. He's like, that that's what's holding him back. And I'm like, all right, we can go with that. Yeah. Uh could you see the uh, starting lineup that uh Korak posted? Yeah, you are yeah. mowing my lawn, sir. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I do want to comment on what Bill said about Nick Ritchie. Yeah, typically with PTO, why is like that? NHL, why is that down there, away from the lineup? When we're okay. we can move that up, but I want to comment on what Bill said first <laughs> because I didn't see it down there. You had two days to recommend an edit. <laughs> oh buddy. my god! Call this is the first down. time I'm I looked sick. at it. I don't even. I'm sick. Don't Leave me alone. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're coming about Nick Ritchie. Typically, with like NHL guys like this, that you know, you're like, okay, maybe they don't make it here, but they'll make it somewhere. Uh, they're one of the last cuts, so it was shocking to see his name because mm-hmm. that was, I want to say, it was the day after you guys aired a show last week. I think it was Thursday. They released him from his PTO, and I'm like, wow, he must have been bad. And uh, I did not. So the only preseason game that I watched was the first one against Arizona. And I believe he was in the later game in. Um, uh, oh, hell, Kansas. Uh, why can't I think of Wichita? Wichita. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he played in that game. So I did not watch him play at all. <laughs> but yeah, from what I heard from people that went to training camp, he does not look like he has NHL feet. So probably yeah. not going to see him in the NHL again. Yeah, not not uh, not without losing some weight, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- for those curious, uh, the Blues did bring in three players on a PTO. Um, it was uh, Walensky, 
uh, Richie, and then uh, Isaac Ratcliffe, but he got injured. So yeah. he just disappeared. Yeah. I don't, well, they brought in um, Sam Bitten, too. Yeah. But they sent Sam Bitten down with his brother. So I imagine they're keeping him around or at least letting Springfield take a look at him. Um, yeah. But yeah, 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 that's true. Ratcliffe, I've. That guy's gone. I, you know, what's funny is that we were in Vegas and one of my good friends, actually listener Leon uh, to the show, he asked me, uh, he goes, hey, so um, what do you know of Isaac Ratcliffe? And I was like, he signed a PTO with the Blues. That's all I know. And he goes, oh, so you know about as much as I do. And I'm like, yep, 100 percent. No, none of his body of work. Yeah, second round pick of Philly, I think, is the yep. other tidbit I picked up tonight <laughs> yeah. when trying to figure out what happened to that third PTO guy. Yep. All right. Uh, so to Kurt's request, we will uh, we will talk about the peak into the opening night lineup from Lou Korak. Uh, so the yes, the I said STL Blues, the Blues practice lines. Uh, I believe this was on Wednesday. He posted this. They were doing line rushes. With Buchnevich, Thomas, and Kairou, Saad, Shen, and Kapanen, Verana, Hayes, and Blay, Neighbors, Sunquist, and Toropchenko. We'll go through the D pairs first, but I wanted to get your guys' take on those. Uh, first of all, I'll just say I, I saw a lot of vitriol on this. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, my God, this is going to be a long year. These forwards yeah. are awful. They're not even an NHL group. I like the forwards. I, think I, do, the forwards I was going to be fine. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, what now defensively you're just rolling the same guys out there, yeah. except for Tucker, which Agree apparently Tucker is in and Rosen's out, um, yeah. which is okay. Well, let's see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I, Bujnevich, Thomas and Cairo like Saad, Shen, Kapanen like Verona, Hayes, Blay. That's going to be an interesting line. Yeah. Um, and then neighbors, uh, Sunquist and Torpchenko. I like that fourth line. I don't, I mean, unless you, unless you want to say that neighbors needs to be sent down to get more minutes, uh, you know, on a, on a, on the top two lines or whatever, but, uh, playing neighbors on a fourth line is probably not where you want to keep him, but, um, yeah. I, I like the forwards. I think that's yeah, where I, he belongs. Honestly, in the fourth, I'm thinking third, third, fourth line. He's, I think that's where he's at. In his uh, career, and I think that's where he's going to stay personally. And I'm fine with it. I think he can be a good contributing factor, like a like a Barbashev in a way. They could still contribute on the bottom six, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I don't see him. Barbashev's a lot more physical than Davis yeah. is though. No, at this point, I you know I'm still hoping for uh, Jaden Schwartz 2.0, um, <laughs> minus the Schwizzle Schwartz. Uh, yes. I think. Thank goodness that uh, <laughs> if, if Jamie River starts pulling that shit, we're getting rid of him real fast. Okay? <laughs> uh, the uh, no, I, I think that I, I think, you know, a little tweaking to that. Obviously, Ruby doesn't stick with things for very long. I, I think mm. seeing uh, Kapanen and Verona back on a line together is going to make a lot of sense. Gives chance for neighbors to possibly slot up onto the second line, uh, depending on you know, what, if he's able to play more on the right side. Um, but yeah, he could, he could slot there in the, the third line swap with Blay. Blay's Blay's good third or fourth line, but yeah. 
he yeah, was effective I, on the fourth line last year. If you were to ask me where the hole is on offense, I would say I think they could use one more top six guy. I I know that the reclamation projects last year of Verana, Kapanen, and Blay was phenomenal. We all loved them. To me, the weakest of those three guys was Kapanen. I think he he I saw some things that made me see, okay, this is why Pittsburgh put him on waivers. Um, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think top six, I don't think so. I think he slots in pretty well on your third line. So it you know, and I'm, you know, if this team somehow is pushing for the playoffs, I think that is something to look at is maybe a, another winger that could fit in on their top six because maybe a David Perron, right? <laughs> because oh. I do think that that is one slight hole I'll say, but I think top to bottom, that's a pretty good forward group. I like it. Yeah, there's nothing I there's nothing glaringly yeah. wrong with the four. Now, the defense is Yeah, let's talk about the defense. Yeah. So, um your so there's four pairings that we're doing line rushes. Uh Letty and Pareko, which fucking stop. Good god, we tried that enough last year did not work. Krug and Falk, fucking stop. Scandella, Tucker, and then Perunovic and Bortuzzo. Um, <laughs> somebody else talk, please. <laughs> what about Perunovic and Pareko? What about... Uh, I, okay. Rosen, I'd love to... See, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see... I don't know why Rosen is just not liked by this organization as much as they probably should be. Um, arguably our best defenseman last season is not even in the top eight. Apparently mm. now, uh, Brunovich is going to be a waivers casualty. God. And you know what? It's going it, to let gonna, him go. It's going to be Wallman all over again. Well, the blues still have a game against Chicago and Brunovich can still break something. Don't well, don't do it, Bill. Stop it. Uh, and, and Brunovich, I mean, not that I want. I, I, that's the guy that I want in the lineup most out of all six of those guys. Brunovich, yeah, yeah, me too. And, and yeah. I, I would, you know, if start... it's if if your trade off is Rosen for Brunovich, I take it all day. But... Yeah, I, I think. Oh, Rosen... yeah, I agree. I agree. And I don't know, like we. I don't know if you guys saw Baruby's comments about Rosen. Uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before he basically made a comment. Like we don't care what happened last year. You got to prove it in training camp this year. And I'm like, you're telling me that that top eight is proving it right now. You're telling me Marco Scandella is having a better training camp than Callie Rosen. I find that very hard to believe. Tucker Tucker had a better year. Well, he's not counting last year. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like those comments. Yeah, because exactly. I mean, you're if it, if it doesn't matter what you did last year, then it doesn't matter what you did two years ago or three years ago or four years ago or the fact that you're a fucking veteran, right? Because that yep. means you're a veteran. You've been legal. so. If it doesn't matter last year, it sure as hell doesn't matter two, three, four, five, ten years ago. So yep. if it if 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 it's all about this training camp, then what the fuck are we doing? Why is Rosen not in there? Why is Scandella in there over Perunovic. Why I don't I don't understand, and I'm sure this will change a lot. It's because that's bullshit. 
what he said. Oh, I know. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's all about contracts. That's oh, all sure. it it's, is. Con- it's contracts. It's there's there's you know, ha- uh, over half this defense is is for sure penciled in going to play. They're yeah. not going to sit them ever. Um, no. Letty Pareko, Krug, Falk. Those four guys and uh, Bertuzzo. You know, God love him. Uh, he's a fill in, but Perunovic. I said this before on the show. He's got to play. He's got to play. Play the yep. guy. I mean, this is yeah, not a year where they're we're expected to compete for the cup. Play Perunovic. Play him. Yeah, we we know what we're getting out of the rest of these guys. Yes. And listen, I, we've talked about it. Hopefully, they're better with a new defensive system yeah. and Mike Weber leading them. But you need to get some new blood in there. And I'm all I'm all for them being like, you know what, vets, we're just going to sit one of you every single night, like. Letty, you're going to sit opening night so we can play Perunovic. Uh, if we lose, Krug, you're sitting the next night. We're going to put Tucker in for you, and Perunovic is going to play for Scandella. Like, I, they're never going to do that, but I would be totally cool with that because, like you said, Kurt, it's like we don't have very high expectations about this team. Let's get Perunovic in there every fucking chance we get, and I even put Tucker in that too. I know that there's some weird – Blues fans who think Tucker is the greatest defenseman to ever dome the blue note. I understand that was, but I will say I would. I'd rather see him in the lineup than most of these guys that we're going to see every single night. I do not care to see Scandella play anymore. I would. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's what he's making three point two seven five. That's why he's playing. Um, Yep. God, you're not going to pay that in EA. And. I hope, I hope to God Tucker is everything this team is trying to give him every opportunity to be. Um, and why Tucker is in this lineup over Prunovich when Prunovich is the um, immensely more talented. Uh, we don't know that. And Tucker. Prunovich? They, they, well, I'm saying if you look at the pairings, three was Scandilla Tucker, four was Prunovich Portuzo. One, that could just be how Korak put it in the tweet. And two, that could be an interchangeable third pairing. So well, we don't, we don't know that. His speculation was that that was opening day lineup. That's because he was asked about it in the in the thread. And and, and total and again, it could change. Like you said, total speculation. There's there's not until the twelfth, right? So um, lots of stuff could change. But still, one of those one guys has tonight. to go down, right? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Uh, what? What'd you say, Bill? One week tonight, the twelfth. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I think one of those guys has got to go down. I, I hope I actually wish it'd be fucking Scandella, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be. We know it's going to be Tucker wave or Brunovich. Yeah, they should. They should it's wave. It. Got to be Tucker. It has to be. Right. <laughs> well, it's not going to be Bertuzzo. No, I mean it won't be any of the other four. So really, it comes down to that last four: Scandella, Tucker, Perunovic, Portuzo. It to me should be Scandella, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be. It's going to be Tucker or Perunovic, and if it's Perunovic, I'm going to get pretty fucking pissed. Yeah, because I because what are we doing? You know, yeah. I, it's if, unless you're it'd be, unless you have different. a trade in place for him. You know, what are you doing? It'd be different if this team was expected to challenge for the cup. So you want to, you know. Whatever, whatever you want, you you don't want to maybe play the the less experienced younger guy, maybe or ease him into the lineup as the season goes on. But uh, he's had a handful of games up here. He 
played in the playoffs for God's sakes and played well. Um, played very well. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, and again, this could, this could work out just fine. Right. But um, based on everyone's fears over what happened last year happening again, you know, we're pretty much rolling the same defense out there um, minus a new defensive coach. So uh, putting an awful lot of weight on Mike Weber, Um, not giving him, I mean, if this defense fails and they don't really play Perunovic a lot, they don't bring up Rosen and play him uh, and they just keep rolling the same guys out and it sucks again, then, you know, you can't blame Weber. Weber's Weber's got a free pass this season. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Because he can only look good. Yep. He, it's true. not his fault if the defense sucks. It sucked last year. I think next next to go, unfortunately, probably Baruby. But at that point, I think you really have to look at Armstrong and say, "Holy shit, dude! This defense is in shambles for the next three to four seasons." Like you might as well trade away everyone because you ain't going anywhere with this defense. Joshua McDonald says uh, Prunovich has played over 20 minutes in all the preseason games he was in, except for one. So they're, I mean, they're giving him a good look in the preseason, but yeah, according to Korak, his speculation is that he won't be. I, again, I don't, I, I don't want to put words in Korak's mouth. I don't he know said, if that's he what he's this. saying. He said, he literally said this. Oh, tweet. he said it. Was this in another tweet than what we're looking at? No, it was the exact same. Well, let me see. Let me pull it up. Uh, where's Twitter? God bless. Because America. in the practice lines, he has four pairings. So one of those has got to go. He might have just put it down that way. No, we don't he's know. he's going to put it one through four. In or, in terms of. Uh... Okay, so yes, here it is. Okay, so someone asked him opening night forward lines question mark. And Korak says, I would say so, yes. And these are the exact same, yes, same tweet that you you shared. He said forward lines, though. Oh, forward lines. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't, I think we're just speculating here on D. I don't think we what? really know. Well, okay. Um, and maybe he doesn't either. But the only thing. If you're listening, can... but but the, traditionally, you when you listen this way, it's line one, two, three, four, defense one, two, three, and then. Your extras. I the only thing we can definitively say with that tweet, and also there was others that backed him up that were at practice too, um, that Callie Rosen's not in the mix. Yeah. And that that is a travesty to me. <sighs> I put Rosen in over anyone but Falk. Scandella, honestly. Tucker, Bertuzzo. Um I mean he's not gonna go in above the big four money wise. No. But out of the out of the bottom four, he goes. He plays above everybody. Yep. Divide by zero. Are they trying to sneak Rosen through the waiver wire? There's no such thing as sneaking through the waiver wire anymore. <laughs> um, people know who he is. Uh, you know, a team like Toronto already got a really good look at him before they let him go. Uh, so yeah, I do think, I think he is going to be a casualty of the waiver wire because of the defensive contracts this team has. Um, they're just they can't hold the- on to everyone. <laughs> The only way he doesn't, I guess, by sneaking through the waiver wire, it's meant that, you know, you you put him on waivers at the same time as a bunch of other players, like the whole league does. And, oh, they're all oh well, yeah. And he gets and he gets lost. And uh, oh, there's other other players that teams would rather have, so they take them instead, maybe. 
not that a lot of players get claimed on waivers anyway. No, nah, I think like two uh, to three a year, yeah. but I could honestly see him being one of those. Maybe. Uh, but if he gets put out there with, you know, some other players, then maybe he's not as desirable then. But I don't know. We'll see. Either way, um, and then, of course, in goal, uh, Bennington and Hofer uh, were the goalies that uh, Korak. So I think that's no question at all. Um, this is not a situation like it. Excuse me, like in 2011, 2012, when it was, um, which we talked about on this show, right, Kurt? 2011, 2012. Uh, I remember us having this conversation with Jeff Queeran that um, they were, they brought in Brian Elliott to push Ben Bishop. And uh, guess what? Brian Elliott ended up (laughs) pushing so hard, he pushed Ben Bishop out. So uh, this is not going to be that situation. Malcolm Subban. Uh, Bill, I think you said it earlier. He's there to push Hofer and make sure Hofer stays on top of his game because he knows there's an NHL goalie waiting to get his chance. And from what I've heard, uh, Malcolm Subban and Jordan Bennington are apparently very good friends. And um, they uh, basically, he's excited to even basically said, I'm excited to start in the A and and move up when I need to. But, uh, you know, so it, he knows his place. Um but I'm happy to have him there. It seems like a good team guy. But yeah, it is it is Hofer's backup net uh, until he loses it. I'm optimistic about the goaltending. Uh, Me too. As a whole, I mean, I I, I, I think <clears throat> yeah, Bennington's been up and down, had up and down seasons. Uh, but you know, based on his play last season, I think he's his consistency is 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 uh, is, is coming around. Because I, you know, I'll, I'll have this debate with anybody about his play last season, um, about how he was much better than the numbers showed. But uh, so I'm not too concerned about him. I, I am concerned about the defense in front of him again. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Hofer. I mean, uh, a lot to like about him. So uh, hopefully he has a a nice full first season in the NHL and hope it doesn't play too much because uh, at what. But the, what was the comment in the chat? 30 games? 30 games, yeah. 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 Hope I'd so. I'm fine with 30 games. Hope 25 so. to 30, I think that's good. That gives Bennington plenty of rest throughout the season. That includes all back-to-backs. Mm. Like, I, I think that'd be great. Yeah. And most importantly, no Thomas Grace fiasco this year. Yeah, right. Thank God. <sighs> that was such a weird situation. Uh, uh, is Prunovich wa- uh, waiver wire exempt? Yeah, divide by zero ass. Um, I, I okay, I don't know for sure. Um, if one of you guys want to look it up, that'd be awesome. Um, I think he's got a games played minimum in the NHL that he is going to be able to sneak through waivers, but I might be wrong on that. So I don't know if you guys want to look up waiver eligibility, but I think he would be able to pass through. Um, I think Tucker too but I could be wrong on that. That might depend on, I don't know, eligibility. I don't know. Sorry, we should know that, but we don't. Uh, you guys don't know it offhand, do you? I'm looking at <laughs> it. Uh, it's Austin's job? Waivers it is calculate. Austin's job. Cap friendly. Let's see. Oh. Go ahead and look it up. We'll, uh, we can move on. Uh, so, preseason. Blues have gone 1-3 and three since our last show. Uh, Thursday, they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks, 2-1, to one, a goal from Robert Thomas. Uh, goalies in that game were Joel Hofer and Will Cranley. Hofer stopped 19-20, Cranley 12-13. Shots were in favor of Chicago, 33-25. to 
Uh, Saturday, they played in Independence against the um, Kansas City Scouts. I'm just kidding. They played the Dallas Stars. Uh, that was a 4-3 loss to Dallas. Goals from Braden Shen, Braden Shen, and Alexander Bulduke, who will never make the NHL. Uh, goalies Not until include... he changes to Alex. <laughs> uh, oh, goalies... No, you you said Alex Zach Zach. Zach. Yeah, I, there was an old um, there was an old uh, Blues Blues draft way back in the day. Alexander Bulduke, who mm. never made the NHL, <laughs> so he finally made it. Yeah. Uh, so goalies, Colton Ellis, uh, stopped 13 of 16, Jordan Bennington, 12 of 13 shots are in favor of Dallas widely in this one, 29 to 15, uh, Monday five, three loss to Columbus goals from Jacob Brana, Sammy Blay and Jacob Brana, uh, goalie, uh, Joel Hofer stopped 34 of 38, uh, sorry, 34 of 38. Yeah. Cause there was going to be that goal, uh, shots 39 to 39. So a shooting gallery in that one. And then just ended tonight as we went on the air. Blues versus Stars. Uh, Blues won that one four nothing. Goals from Robert Falk, two from Robert Thomas, and one from Jake Neighbors. Uh, goalie was Jordan Bennington tonight getting the shutout. Shots were twenty eight to twenty four. St. Louis. Uh, so I did listen to the show last week. You guys talked about um, shots against kind of being an issue. I actually. I'll tell you my thoughts on that. I'm okay with it in preseason because maybe these guys are just trying to get acclimated to the new system. So if they're going to give up a lot more shots and maybe they're just shots from the outside, we're not watching these games. If they're allowing shots from weird angles, and I know Bennington gave up a couple bad ones last year, but it's also because he was facing 40 shots a game. Um, they're just giving off bad angle shots. That's fine. Um, so you got to hope that's maybe what's going on. Anybody who's watched these preseason games, I didn't watch any of these. I know some of them were streamed on the Bally's app, but I just could not find the time to watch them. You guys watch any of these games? Um, only <laughs> I watched, I watched the Hawks game. Didn't watch any of the other games. So what you, what, what was your take of the, the game you saw them play against the Hawks? Boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything was still super slow motion. Um, and I mean, uh, it was, it was interesting getting to see Bedard play and, you know, he's he, two, you know, two kind of under the radar assists in the game. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it was just, yeah, definitely a preseason game and yeah, not, uh, not, not enough to get me excited to go out and watch another one over the weekend. So <laughs> That's kind of how I was after watching the first one against uh, Arizona. I um, oh good, Kurt. I guess you got an answer. We'll get to that in a second. I yep. just want to say that with with the Arizona game, that was the first preseason game for both teams. Oh my god! Like I was watching that, and I'm like, and I know this is this is totally being exag exaggeratory. Is that a word? Exaggerating? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it is. It, 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 totally exaggerating here. But I'm watching that game, and I'm like. Good Lord, my summer league team could keep up with these guys. Like, they they looked so slow. Passes, excuse me, passes way off the mark. Uh, goalies just not cutting down angles. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a throwaway game behind the barn in fucking Ontario. Like, this is a bad game. So I imagine it got a little better by that Chicago game, but still working out the kinks. Uh, so 
to answer Dead by Zero's question, doesn't Prunovic have to go through the waiver wire? He does. He oh, is okay. not waiver exempt, according to Cap Friendly. And uh, an exaggeratory, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, producer Kurt. <laughs> yeah. The, it should be a word, exaggeratory. Come I on. like it. I like it. But, right. uh, yeah, Cap Friendly has a nice uh, waivers calculator. And you can choose the team. You can choose waiver exempt, waiver required, or all players. And uh, waivers required, we've got uh, Prunovich. We've got, uh, let's see who else, uh, McEachern, which Rosen is uh, waiver required. So, okay. Tucker. Does it, does it say, I'm sure there's, I think there is somewhere actually on Capron that tells you why players are waiver exempt and not, but we don't have yeah, to do that it's, tonight. It's, but. Well, yeah, the, the, it goes by, I see, when a player is reassigned from the NHL to the HL, they must pass through waivers. On this exempt, waivers allows any of the other teams to claim that, okay, this uh, tool determines when a player will no longer be waiver exempt. Age is defined as the following. So it, it depends on the age, when you sign your contract. Uh, let's see, waivers, FAQ, the plane's a whole explanation. Let's see. Man, it's a long thing on what makes yeah, a there's a waiver. Lot. Like yeah. I said, we don't have to go through it, but it is on cap friendly for anybody who wants to look it up. Um, I'm so glad, Kurt. I know you were a hockey nerd back in the day, too. I'm so glad we don't have like the group one, group two free agents. Uh, Remember that yeah. shit? Yeah. Oh, that was so confusing. <laughs> like this guy's a group one free agent. This guy's a group three free agent. I'm like, what, does that what mean? the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, They've even got, got stuff in that. They've even got stuff in here that the COVID shortened season. There's rules for that with, you know, games you played during that prorated. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's capfriendly.com slash waivers, uh, hyphen FAQ. They'll explain Mm. what, uh, who's, what the rules are for waivers. And I'll say NHL contracts are so much easier to understand than any other league. Um, they don't have the option, you know, the player option, the team option teams in the NFL can just terminate a contract. You know, he gets guaranteed money and it's like, but the rest of that could be gone. It's like, they don't do any of that in the NHL. And I appreciate that. It makes it a lot easier to follow. Remember how things used to be as far as when players would get signed, like with the whole judge Houston thing with oh, Steven yeah. Shannon. I mean, a judge it can go to arbitration and a judge can determine which players get picked off of your roster uh against your will to to complete this trade it's amazing yep. it's amazing how this different and yeah. how about uh if you like uh the blues were able to uh sign uh Shanahan or no they were blues were able to sign yeah Shanahan Shanahan uh and uh because they didn't have the number one the picks the draft picks yeah they didn't the number one that needed to compensate they had to go to that wouldn't even be allowed to be done today it's just so absurd well and we talked about it like imagine something like that the fans would be in an uproar like can you imagine if the blues i don't know let's say the cup year the blues signed uh pat maroon and they were just like oh nope nope that wasn't allowed he still had rights with anaheim or whatever and they're like Okay, you just acquired Ryan O'Reilly. You got to send Ryan O'Reilly to the Ducks. You know, I, that's maybe a bad example. But it's like, can you imagine how fans would have felt? Like, well, what the fuck? You're sending one of our players away because they signed one of the other guys? Like, what the fuck? It was it was Scott Stevens. 
the yeah. premier defenseman who was just had just entered his prime. Yep. Right. I mean, well, he hit a long. And then prime. he goes on and wins a couple Stanley Cups with New Jersey. It's a three, wasn't it? I think. I think so. Maybe two or three. Yeah. But he, I mean, he I mean, he had just entered his prime, and he had a long prime. Uh, he was so dominant and so good. Well, a left-handed defenseman. Can you imagine? We've talked Jesus. about this too, and maybe that doesn't happen. But having a left-handed defense, uh, one-two punch of Stevens and Pronger. You know what we should Whoa. do? You know what we should do? We should do like an in-depth show, and just do a lot of research beforehand, and say what would this team look like? What could this team have looked like then and down the road had uh, New Jersey accepted? Uh, Brenda Moore and Curtis Joseph instead of going to court and then getting Scott Stevens. That, 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 How, that massively changes this franchise. You know what? And you know what else? That massively changes the New Jersey franchise. Yes. Do they yeah. draft Martin Brodeur? I mean, that's that, that, that's a that's a good Steve Dangle show. Like the, the whole trade tree he does with this stuff. Yep. He should, that'd be, that'd be like, what if? We should do a what well, if show. Oh, we've talked about that. That would be yeah. fun. We've talked about doing a what if segment. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe we should. Yep. Hey, new season's coming up. Let's uh, let's let's hypothesize. We'll do. We'll do a what if. We'll, we'll get, we got to get rid of something else though segment. because we can't be doing three hour shows. That's true. That's true. We'll get rid of something. <laughs> what uh, if we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of the blues talk? Let's get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> what if we had a producer who showed up? That'd be nice, huh? Mm, yeah. Um, all right, so another big news item, uh, this one just relating to the city of St. Louis. St. Louis is going to host the ACHA National Championship in 2025, 2027, and 2028. They have an option. Is that drag racing? Uh, no. <laughs> nope, it is not. Uh, you're thinking of NRHA. I NRHA, oh, yeah, sorry. Yep. <laughs> uh, they also have an option in 2026. I think that's the city's option uh, to uh, host it in 2026. Is it NHRA uh, or NRHA? NRHA, I believe. National. This Hot is the ACHA. Yes, you were right, Kurt. National and, Hot Rod Association. And HR. And HRA. Okay, yeah. I know nothing about racing. So. I, I know very little. Apparently, a little. The fact bit that I even do. had the letters right, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. You just got them all mixed up. Centene <laughs> uh, Community Ice Center is going to host most of these games. Uh, thank God they need the revenue. Uh, the oh. Maryland, uh, I'm sorry, Maryville University Hockey Center in nearby Chesterfield. Uh, they're going to host the overflow games and practices during the 2022 ACHA National Championships and will do so again for the ACHA's future national championship events. Centene previously hosted the 2022 ACHA National Championships and will host the upcoming 2024 ACHA Championships presented by Flow Hockey. From March 7th through March 17th, 2024. So mark your calendars for that. Dates for all years are listed currently on the Blues website if you're interested in seeing all those dates and marking your calendars. Uh, Players from 82 teams across all five ACHA divisions, that's men's division one, two, and three, and women's divisions one and two, will converge upon the suburban St. Louis area to compete in 121 games over the course of the ACHA's premier event. Uh, so ACHA is not the premier college league, but you still get some damn good hockey coming to town. I've been, I've seen a couple ACHA games that have just kind of come through town and they are a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, if you're looking for just, maybe you want to watch some hockey at a much cheaper price, 
something to look into. A lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun seeing these prospects coming through town. Have you guys been in the ACHA events before? I've not. I've not. Mm. We're said, so, you know, we're we're gonna have to be better about being, you know, part of the by state. We're we're very limited over here on the Illinois side. You guys are bad. Bad people. <laughs> no, I uh so the, wow. the <laughs> turned dark. The uh, the Frozen Four has come here before. Uh, my brother and I, I remember went to a couple games, and it was like an all day event. They had games at like one, four, and seven. I think my brother and I went to the the like one and four games, and um, no, it wasn't the Frozen Four. It was uh, a break, break breakaway breakout something like that tournament. Frozen Four was here though. Yeah, it was. That was not the one I went to. Yep. Yeah. Um, I went to that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I think I was out of town for that one. But you're bad. You're bad people. I am. I'm awful, awful person. Um, just ask the people of Vegas. Um, by the way, I, I, I can't Mark because Stone. what happens there stays there. Fuck Mark Stone. Yeah, fuck you. I just want to say that. Uh, we don't have that to talk about here, but I was at that game. Clean ass hit. For those who don't know what we're talking about, he got hit in a preseason game by a Kings prospect. And clean fucking beautiful hit. Just gorgeous hit. And of course, you know, my friends and I, we're at the game, and and you know he we're like somebody just fucking rock Mark Stone. We all hate him, and what he did, we cheered like it. Like that's that's the only time we cheered the whole game. Like we <laughs> didn't care. We were there to just hang out and have fun and watch the game. When he got hit, we all stood up and started applauding. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got some looks, but yeah, I after the game, he made the make some comments like, oh yeah, he's just trying to make a name for himself. We'll never see him again. He's never going to be in the NHL and. Shut the fuck up, dude. That was a clean hit. You can't take it. Get off the fucking ice, you loser. I mean, it is hockey. And it's a rough sport. If you don't like it, I mean, he's crying. He's crying about a, a check in a hockey game. Get the fuck That's exactly out of here. what it is. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, crying about a clean hit, which he got up from and was fine. Yeah. So you know, it's one thing. It's one thing to get your to get rocked like that, and to get up. Uh, and uh, grab the guy and like, wow, you know, and and to maybe go at it just because, you know, hey, wow, you you, you laid me out. Okay, now I'm going to defend myself. That's different than jumping up and acting all like outraged that uh, you thought the hit was dirty or late or something. That's like, no, no, no. It, it's, it's two different situations. Like if you're going to go after somebody because they hit you and you just want to, you just want to get them back. Or two, if it, you think it was dirty hit and it wasn't, that was just lame. Well, like the people I saw defending Stone, nobody said it was dirty from what I saw. Like I'm, I'm sure there were some that did, but the people who were defending Stone was like, "Well, his point is that this is preseason, and like you don't need to be going full steam." And I'm like, <laughs> "Heck, clearly you have never played hockey because there is no letting off the gas when you're in a game, like." Yeah, there's times when you're maybe up 12 to 1 and you'll be like, okay, guys, let's just get to the buzzer here. But, like, when you're – especially when you're a guy trying to make the NHL, there's no letting off the the gas. You're going full steam. You're skating hard. That's hockey. So if Mark Stone has a problem with it, don't fucking play. Stay off the rink. I I got something here. Whoops. Crap, what happened? (laughs) Let's – I'm going to share something here. I don't, I don't want you to move on past it. So is this Mark's, is this, uh, what <laughs> talk, is this what you're talking about? 
<laughs> yeah, let's see it. What are you guys doing? This is supposed to be an exhibition. You understand? An exhibition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is supposed <laughs> to be an exhibition. This is supposed to be an exhibition. Dude, when people were, I saw people saying that on social media, I'm like, come on. Like, I don't care if it's two rookies or two 40 year old guys on their teams. Like, this is still hockey. You're on the rink. Like, you don't think, like, oh, I should let off. It's preseason. That's not how your mind works when you're playing hockey. Good Lord. Uh, one note for anybody who, uh, maybe again is considering going to this game. Uh, if you're maybe living in the Carolina area or, um, traveling to it start time, there was an adjustment for the January 6th game at Carolina. It was at uh, six o'clock central daylight time. It is now at seven o'clock central daylight time. So just wanted to make that note for anybody who, Again, maybe he was traveling and thinking about going to that game. That will be 8 o'clock local time when that game starts. Uh, next up for the Blues, Saturday versus Chicago at 7 p.m. Um, and they are in St. Louis for that one. I believe it's on the Bally Sports app. Uh, so that is the last preseason game, folks. Next week, season opener Thursday at Dallas. And, of course, we will have our season preview show, the start of season 13 on that show uh so make sure you tune in for that on wednesday but uh yes thursday at dallas seven o'clock excited the summer is finally over and we are uh starting some blues real hockey coming up here soon rapid fire tidbits from around the nhl the espn uh the espn as i like to call it uh espn (laughs) announced a new frozen frenzy for nhl games uh, it's basically their answer to NFL Red Zone. Uh, they'll reveal it on October 24th when all 32 teams will be in action. I think that's the first time of the season all 32 teams will be in action. John Butchercross will host. Uh, the studio will bounce between different games at the same time as the league will show, quote, every power play, every hit, every goal, every highlight. Uh, so basically, this is a test of uh, a new thing they're thinking about doing. Um, it'll be on the 24th. If it's successful, which I think it will be amongst every hit. fans, everything Oof. they say they're showing everything. Uh, yeah. They they're saying they could occur. This could occur more often if uh, it gets enough viewership, which I do think it will. Do you guys ever watch? I know you're not huge football fans, but do you guys ever watch I, NFL Red Zone? That's a isn't that a pay service? No, I don't know. I have no idea. It's, I've watched it. I I watched back back in the day when they first introduced it, when you could only get the NFL Sunday package on Directv. I watched I watched it, and it was fun. It was yeah, it was but, cool. cool. Yeah, it shows. It literally does show like every big play, and it was awesome. This will be harder to do with hockey, just because to me, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but because there's no stoppages. Like with with football, it's like. Okay, right. that play was a dud. We don't need right. to show that. Oh, no. that was a big catch. We need to show that. With hockey, it's like there's so much that happens in a game that it's like there's, the flow is just constant. In the NFL, there's like, what is it, seven or eight minutes of actual game time? Yeah. That's it. Every game. Yeah. The rest of us the rest of us just clocks ticking away during uh, in between plays. Yep. No, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this. Um it could be not good you know we'll see what the production value is like but i'm pretty excited to watch it i know i'm going to be tuning in 
uh, could be something really cool. So hopefully they do it justice. Uh, so Bill, I've not had time to read this because you, uh, I did not see this before the show started, but you posted it. Yeah, so the NHL it's... has issued clarification menu on special initiatives. I'll let you, uh, take the mic here, sir. Yeah. So it literally, uh, hit my feed right as we were, uh, circling up to, uh, uh, start the show. Um, and so, uh, a lot of consternation last year. I know we spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, uh, you know, the, the specialty jerseys, the specialty nights and, you know, how the NHL got it so terribly wrong. And, you know, everybody remembers the Ivan Provorov situation in Philadelphia. Um, and so the, the NHL, uh, sent out a memo, um, that, uh, was, uh, apparently very confusing to a lot of people. Uh, and so they have issued a clarifying memo as to what, what the expectations are around specialty nights, right? They, they're, you know, allowed to happen, but, uh, there can be no specialty sweaters, worn in either practice warm-ups or games so the the nhl will uh require teams to basically uh adhere to the the jerseys um you know that that uh, that they've committed to wearing um to the nhl and its sponsors i think that's a, an important part uh that doesn't get said here um but uh no uh you know no purple jerseys for hockey fights cancer um, on the ice, they can still produce them and sell them, and players can voluntarily model them in um, off-ice activities, but they cannot wear them in official league-sanctioned activities on the ice. So I wonder if that – I wonder if that – okay. I know they have to wear suits, right? Like that's the kind of stipulation when you're showing to the arena, you have to show up in suits. And but a lot of times, like on TNT and ESPN, we kind of get the feed of the camera in the hallway of, of like the mm-hmm. players walking through. Yeah, hockey I, in Canada is the best. Can at they that. can they get away with wearing like if the team was like, hey, we're gonna wear these jerseys into the into the arena so that way they like see us wearing them? Is that considered on ice because they're in the no. arena? No, nope, no. It's it. it I would really love is. if a team does that. You've got a new fan because I would love that. Yeah, uh, I I would like to see uh, people do more things like that. Um, you know, with with the on ice uh, avenue shut down, um, it would be cool. I mean, how cool? You know, totally different. But uh, how cool was you know the Blues showing up to the uh, game in Minnesota? Uh, the yeah. the winter classic game oh, yeah. wearing beach attire, right? Yeah, the, right. The, the whole coordinated thing, and yeah, it's that that was fun. But hopefully, hopefully, this will uh, make it clear that you know it's it's the NHL isn't saying no to um, to to the different um, specialty event nights. Um, just can't do it on the ice, and that's, I mean, I. I'll say it. I would prefer this over how it was last year, where it was just teams all of a sudden were like, we're just going to pull this. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you are already all in on it. Just fucking do it. So I will say, I do prefer the NHL saying, okay, you're not going to do pride. We're just, we're taking it away. You guys have 
you know, we're teaching you a lesson, basically. We're taking everything away. You can't do any of it. But I will say it sucks. It fucking sucks. Because that is one of the cool things when you show up to the arena and the Blues are wearing purple sweaters or camo sweaters. And it's so different. And it looks so different in warm-ups. And you get some cool shots of it. And I don't know. They're just not going to raise as much money anymore. Because it's not going to be guys on ice wearing them. Yeah. And and the the jackasses who were you know, against all this stuff, you know, uh, you know, what goes down with this too is uh, uh, hockey fights cancer with the jerseys on the ice. Yep. Can't do that either. So there goes that, uh, a large chunk of that fundraiser is gone uh, from the NHL because uh, that's the jerseys on the ice. That's what, that's what sells the jerseys. The players wearing them on the ice and auctioning right. them off. So it's right. like, you know, that's gone too. So thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot for being dicks. Yep. You know, you, you kind of, Fucked over uh, everything else that was, uh, yep. you know, actually uh, helpful to well, uh, and let's, a lot of people. Let, let's add the fact, too, that talking about revenue for the team, um, Hockey Fights Cancer is a very, very, very important initiative for me, as well as many other people. We always buy tickets to Hockey Fights Cancer, and we purposely get to the game right when the, right when the arena opens because I want to make a point to see the players wearing the Hockey Fights Cancer jerseys. So guess what? I get to the game early. I'm walking around the concourse. I'm getting a beer early. I'm getting food. Otherwise, I maybe not. I'm probably having another beer before they even take the ice. Like, all that revenue's gone. Because guess what? Hockey Fights Cancer? Yep, just be in my seat by 7 o'clock. Like, I don't need to be there early for any reason anymore. Yep. It's, I mean, yeah. We had a, a handful of shows last season when all this stupid bullshit happened. Uh, each time it happened, and it got worse and worse. Um, so, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and it's just, it's a shame. It's a shame that the NHL was forced to do away with uh, one of the cooler things that they do uh, because uh, it became such a distraction. People couldn't handle it, you know, so they couldn't, yep. uh, had to, Adam. So Ken Morris asks, will there still be armed forces nights and jerseys? Yes, but the players just are not going to wear the jerseys on the ice. Right. So again, the Blues would wear those jerseys on the ice for warm-ups, and then they would instantly put those up for auction on the Blues site. They're still going to have that auction, I, as far as I believe, but they're not going to be game-used. So or, or, they're not or, going to bring... Be not player-worn on the ice. Right. right. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not game used. Uh, right. Yeah, right. player worn on the ice, which means they're not going to bring in as much money. Yeah. They'll autograph them, I'm sure. Right. right? And I think that's that's got to be the thing, right, is that they're, they're going to ramp up, make sure that every event that they do includes uh, autographs on every jersey. Right. And that, but you're going to have guess, some players, I guess the players that right? The, but that. the players, right. It's, <laughs> it has to be voluntary on the players part. So, yeah. Right. But going yep. back to our very first conversation about collector's items, this is a chance to create actual collector's items. That's, hey, that's true. Right, right. <laughs> People aren't going to buy them as much. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo got drunk before the game and actually oh. signed a pride jersey. That's a collector's <laughs> item. <laughs> oh, I thought you left us there for a second. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get my camera to refocus because it's, it's blurring me out now. I must not like how I look. Um, I don't know what happened there. 
Um, all right. Uh, well, that I think that's it, guys. Um, anything else you want to add before we close her up? No. <laughs> He's not the best color man in baseball for it for nothing. <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm, you know, uh, what the season preview show next week. Right. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. Uh, we'll, we'll we keep uh, saying the 11th, uh, does no, it's city the, doesn't play oh, that night. Do they, but it, I don't know if, if they it no, doesn't matter it at doesn't this matter. point, it's yeah. not a playoff game as, yeah, as they, we witnessed those of us that stayed up to watch that last night. That was, oh God, that was last. brutal, but I, they don't, they only play they're off. They only play a couple more games, don't they? Right. The no, it's month? it's international break next week for yeah. MLS. Yeah. That's well, right. For for all all leagues. But so the schedule is so weird compared yeah, to other sports is. in the US. It's just Hey. Um <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I think it's refocused. I think I'm good. Maybe. Look at, no. no, you're still off. Doesn't matter. Um <laughs> there you go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. Uh we'll we'll, we'll put together some uh, some nice stuff uh for next week uh, to kick off season 13 next week and i think we are going to have a what if segment so we need we'll do to what if. we'll do what if yeah uh, what maybe if? we should start a slack channel where we have those topics posted yeah that's that's for us no for nobody else Th- think things brought that up off air <laughs> things to do the season uh incorporate a what if segment uh yeah how long that's going to be and what exactly we talk about. We have no idea, but it's going to be what if, and I'll uh, add uh, for anybody listening that um, maybe you or uh, a friend or maybe your business is looking to advertise. We uh, have at least one spot open for advertising on the show this season. We have very affordable rates. We'll gladly pass those on to anybody interested. Uh, probably the best email address to reach out to would just be radio at let's go blues.com. Correct. Kurt? Correct. So if you're interested, we are looking for uh, at least one more uh, to go into the season. So we'd love to have you. We we have very great rates. And again, one of the best listener bases in all of podcastum. That's right. I made another new word. Wow. Podcastum. Our rates are are almost free, right? For almost for small businesses. Yeah. Close. Or or big businesses. Yeah. So it's like a drop (laughs) in the bucket. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna give away our. Uh, I'm gonna give away our uh, our uh, uh, comment of the show. You win nothing. Good day, sir. Uh, Chris Burks uh, says, "Do a twitch like the youths." I don't youths. know why that is. I read it I like love... youths. What's a youth? Youths. So I say <laughs> youths, and it's probably because my wife watches um, youths. New girl. You ever watch New Girl? Uh, a little bit. I used to. Not not much. One of the characters on there, that's how he says youths. youths? He says youths. So I have youths. to say it like that. I'm a youths yep. guy. It's probably youths. That is probably the correct terminology, but I like youths. I like youths myself. Uh, Chris Burks, can I advertise my basement brewery? You can. Uh, that's up Send to you pictures. if it's worth if it. Yeah, say if it's worth it for you to advertise it, then yes, of course you can. Send us some. Send us some pictures. We'll we'll put them on the air. We'll talk about it. We'll, we will we will critique your your basement. <laughs> uh, Joshua McDonald says this has been awesome. Uh, Josh, are you a new listener? Because we do this every week. We're here every single freaking week, year round. Yep. Thanks to me. Yeah, yeah. Ponder <laughs> Ponder is the uh, uh, the captain 
during the uh, during the summer for sure. Um, so I guess nice we're ha- we're handing off to Kurt for the season. So unless you know, obviously when I need to host, but yeah. usually it's your show. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited I'm for that. Coming out of hibernation. <laughs> well, you look good tonight, sir. Oh, thank you. I'm still in my work clothes. So. Yep, me too. <laughs> left left work. Uh, uh, had to run to the store. Came home. Let my dog out. Uh, had to run over to my daughter's so- uh, soccer game. Uh, came back home. Got something to eat. And I came down here and uh, doing the show. I have not had time to change. Yep. Yeah. And Same and here. now everybody knows Kurt's a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> right. Uh, if if it were yeah the in the yeah a blue lumberjack. All all that I did for this show was put a hat on. Other than that. Yeah, work clothes. Still have my shoes on. Even uh, I put no shoes pants on when I work. Oddly enough, is that weird? Nope. No pants. I never no wear pants. pants. No, no pants. Shoes. Um, no pants. That's quite sh- the look. Yep. Uh, I'm a new Donald Duck. That's that's the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when Donald Duck, this is from Friends. If you remember, Donald no. Duck <laughs> doesn't wear pants. But waist. when he gets out of the shower, he puts a towel on his waist. What's that about? What is that? <laughs> um. Yeah, no. I, do you put shoes on when you work from home? Uh, I might wear like a slides or I I have tennis shoes that I won't lace up. You know, like slippers. They didn't make me have slippers. There was something real loose. Yeah, at home. So I I work from home every day, and I got I started working from home 2018 ish, and I would like I was struggling to stay awake. Like I could not keep my eyes open in the mornings. And I would have coffee in front of me. I tried everything. Caffeine, soda, you know, energy works for me now for rocking that ID life. But I didn't have it back then. And I uh, I just couldn't figure it out. And then I had somebody at my job at the time tell me, put shoes on in the morning. Like, you will get it basically, like, it sets your mind that you're going to work. And so I started putting shoes on every morning. I mean, I obviously, we all struggle sometimes. But, like that really did help. I was like, Oh my God, just having Dude, shoes on makes me feel like I'm working. It's crazy. I have a question. Apparently it's a hot topic and this, this could be an entire show by itself. Um, wearing shoes inside someone else's house. You know what I mean? Like when you come in their house, how many times, we, okay, I'll say that. I'll phrase it this way. How many times when you walk into someone else's house, are you asked to remove your shoes? How often, ever? how often does that happen? Once. Once? And, and then I leave. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, I, uh, I'm trying to think maybe one or two homes that I've been in in my life um, actually asked you to remove your shoes when you walk in. And it was, and uh, one was for a party. Uh, actually, and I was like, I'm thinking, okay. At first, I'm like, oh, okay, shoes off. They don't want you tracking stuff in the house. Okay, I get it. But I'm thinking this is during a party. And then you go to the bathroom mm. with socks on when there's a party going on. And you're like, you guys stand up to pee, right? Most guys. Apparently, 20-some percent don't, though, which is like news to me. I, I straddle the toilet, actually. <laughs> I, I sit backwards. <laughs> that way I've got something I can read my magazine on. Yeah, yeah. I need like a shelf. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. But you got the bidet going on, so it's like double You're right, for you. of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you, you and you have your socks on, or worse, if you show up with sandals or something on, and there's no socks, and you're barefoot into someone else's bathroom during a party. That's disgusting. That is gross. Yeah, 
Um, my mom was a big shoes off person. Yeah. Um, like if I Which walked in the house from school, she was like, take shoes off. And like yeah. my friends would walk in, she'd like, make sure they take their shoes off. Um, she's not as big of a stickler on it anymore when we come over, but yeah, I, it depends on the house. Uh, but my best friend, yeah. I go to his house just out of, cause I know I'm like, oh, I'm cool here. I take my shoes off at his house, but if I'm just going to like a random person's house, I don't do it unless yeah. they tell me. Right, and and I'm, I have no problem taking them off if they want me to. It's their house, their rules, whatever. Uh, Chris Burks in the chat says uh, shoes in the house, big no no. In some part, in some countries, uh, Chris, are, are you are you from uh, the U.S.? <laughs> what country do you think this is? What country do you think this is? Good, okay. But uh, I, I'm sure there are segments of the country that do this, but I, but man, I, not around here in the in the St. Louis area that, that I've experience does it happen that often other countries yes i understand that it happens it's quite common in some other countries but it's just interesting to me um that you know the the, the shoes off in the house and i don't know why we're going on this tangent <laughs> but but the bathroom and the kitchen it. and the kitchen like in a party you know in the kitchen all the food people walking around mingling and you know crumbs might be on the floor a little bit crumb here there maybe a little spill of water or something and you're stepping in with socks on it's just like oh man it, I, I don't know it well, weird. and I'll say too, I've been I've been to house parties where uh, somebody was like, "Hey, our second bathroom's broke," um, and then like there's like a line to use the bathroom, and then if some right. somebody will tell me like, "Oh, just go," like even the house owner will be like, "Yeah, just go piss outside if if you're comfortable with it," and I'm like, "Then I gotta put my shoes on and I gotta tie uh, my shoes." Like, no, I'll just wait for the bathroom. And it's like yeah. if you didn't make me take my shoes off, I would go do that, but I'm not gonna do that right now. I, yeah, I just, it's, I don't know. It's the things I think about sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Well, anyway, we did go off on quite the tangent. We did. <laughs> I think that'll do it, boys. Yes. Uh, all right. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by wearing shoes indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hush puppies. <laughs> brought to you by hush puppies. You can wear them indoors. Yes, you can. Uh, brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com and by, sorry, I'm reading Ken Morris's comment as I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, the hat on. Yeah. That's a, Take that's your a hat off, but boy. leave your shoes on before entering my domain. Does it bother you, Ken, that we all usually wear hats during the show? The You know, the, the hat off thing is like, a, that's an old school thing, taking a hat off. Oh, yes. Yeah. I never do that. <laughs> the only time that I take my hat off is when I enter my credit union. They're they're weird about like no hats, no sunglasses. Re- oh, for security reasons, I guess. Yeah, and I'm okay. like, and I walk Thanks in and I see the baby. sign. I'm always like, oh shit, I gotta take my hat off. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Ken, Ken, we asked you a question. God damn it, answer <laughs> us. Um, <laughs> uh, and our third sponsor, of course. Uh, uh, God, there's too many people talking now. Uh, <laughs> Matt Harris, the allegations can't keep me down. I'm back. <laughs> 
third sponsor and one of our absolute favorite people, Steve Alvarez, who just welcomed in his third child or third child. Uh, congratulations to Steve and his beautiful wife, Olivia, on expanding your family. Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 22 of season 12, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for, tis- thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Bill Day, Kirk Price, and the uh, facing allegations kid, Austin Lynch, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, and we can say this and mean it, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Mark Stone sucks. Let's go blues. Fucking A, crybaby bitch. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. (laughs) You thought I was going to say, son of a bitch, didn't you?